All right, well, as you know, it's Essential Song is our next segment. I was delighted every Thursday. I was delighted to get a, a text from Cork which said, um, I think, and then mentions the name, is a national treasure. His knowledge, enthusiasm and vocabulary are without compare. Now, I must say I thought they were talking about me and I was quite chuffed, but it's Bill Hughes is a national treasure. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? That's Pat nice. Cork? The only thing about you that's a national treasure is you should be dug up. That's very nice. Who said that? Tell me. Pat and Cork, I told you. Pat and Cork. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, you're wearing a real kind of uh, fancy dandy shirt. Summery shirt. Yellow, yeah? Yeah. I thought yellow and white stripe, just, you know, just a candy stripe shirt today. Oh, candy stripe. Candy stripe, just Very to nice. get us out there. Anyway, it's an essential song. It certainly is. And it's inspired what by... What did we do last week? That? Do you not remember? No. I can't believe you don't At remember. At my age, I can't remember last Elvis week. Gerald. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Every time we say goodbye. <laughs> that's right, the elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So now, today, it's all about... I was, I was, I mean, I was looking out there and I was thinking, I need something that the reflects summer. the lovely day. So I know what you picked. What? I know what you picked. Do you? Yeah. What? Jerry Keller had a number one with Here Comes Summer in 1956. Uh, fair dues to him. No, that's not the song. The song is Lovely Day for this lovely day lovely by day. Bill Weather- Withers. Yeah. It's an amazing lovely song. Day. Yeah, I can't it's remember. Yeah, I do know. It came Jan- out in 1977. Yeah. So it's 40 years old. Okay. So uh, it kind of uh, has stood the test of time. Um the song is notable for, apart from it being a gorgeous song and the terrific introductory bass line and the slow strings that bring it in, there's a note towards the end of the song. A note? A note that Bill Withers holds for 18 seconds. And it's one of the longest songs in recorded uh, in recording history. The interesting thing about mm. you is you come in here and mm. you talk all this technical stuff yeah. To the greatest musical philistine, but that's not the, technical the radio. because it's, as when I've said the bass line and then the creeping in of the strings, the minute you hear this song, you'll go, "Oh, I love the way the bass line came in, and I love the creeping strings," <laughs> yeah. and you'll just soak it all up like You're a really nice right, sponge. John. You're probably so right. So it's been used in all sorts of uh, commercials. This was used, has it? Yeah. Uh, it's been a massive hit. Uh, uh, in 1995, it was used for the Tetley Tea ad. In 1999, it was used for the Gap commercial. Um, but people just know it. And when they got together to do the recording session, Clarence MacDonald was the producer and the arranger. And he got Ray Parker Jr. to play lead guitar. He got Jerry Knight to play the bass. And then the legendary Russ Kunkel played the drums. Now, Russ Kunkel, James Taylor's drummer and Johnny Mitchell's drummer. Go away. Yeah, so it's good. Now, uh, Bill Withers wrote the song, but he wrote it with Skip Scarborough. Skip uh, lived from 1944 to 2003 and he had a tremendous career. He wrote for uh, Anita Baker, Earth, Wind and Fire, 
Patty LaBelle, Denise Williams, George Benson, Edwin Hawkins. Like he, he won Grammys and all sorts. But it's all about Bill Withers today and Lovely Day. Now, not that it matters, but mm. I think it does when you talk about singers because you're not being in the slightest way. I mean, I'm mm. not in the slightest way being racist. Is Bill Withers now white or black? He's black. It? Yeah, because... The, the reason I ask it actually, like mm. there is sense to it, as you well know. Yeah, there there is a certain way that 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 the black singers handle lyrics. I think mm. that's different from the way white singers handle them. Would you accept that or uh, not? No, it's 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 changing over the years. A lot of white singers now sound black. Right, I do have to say, but he was born the youngest of six children into. Abject poverty, a coal mining town, slab fork in West Virginia. His father worked in the local mine. Bill West Virginia. West Virginia. That is slab a dreadful fork. part of America. Slab fork. <laughs> he keeps talking about <laughs> slab fork himself. Yeah. And uh, growing up, not only was he a black poor kid, but he also had a stutter, a really pronounced stutter. Oh. So the kid had no You'd chance feel at all. For him, oh yeah, you? and. His father died when he was 13. He got into the Navy at 18 because that was going to be his ticket out. And he actually loved the Navy. I'd say the Navy was his ticket out. It was good for him and he stayed there. And over the years, he he managed to get rid of his his stutter. He left the Navy age 27 in 1965. So he he was a 10-year veteran. Yeah, and he sold his bits and pieces got $250 into his hand and moved to Los Angeles. And he worked as an assembler for Douglas Aircraft Corporation. Um, He worked and uh, was a real solid um, American working man, blue collar, and used every cent he got to make demo tapes and shopping them around because he was writing songs. Uh, he, He had pawned uh, everything to go and get a guitar. He taught himself how to play. And he said, when you're playing for yourself, you don't need to be a virtuoso. And the first song that he wrote is Ain't No Sunshine. And Ain't No Sunshine is a massive song. But but hold on. You come in here every week and you start saying, well, he had a massive (laughs) song, 25 million or whatever. Like you've given numbers a bad name because you I just didn't give numbers. Out. I didn't just you give numbers. You them out <laughs> like <laughs> massive numbers. But he did. Oh, can, can I tell you something? Yes. You informed my discussion on the six o'clock show on Tuesday night on TV3. Really? Why? What did yeah, I well, do? Well, there's a fella called Char- Willie Moon or Mark Moon or Charlie Moon or something, but he's got a song called... I can't remember because you know I don't like country music. But the interesting thing was he wrote this and it got five million plays on YouTube. Oh, very good. But of course he didn't get a bob for it. He should have got some bob for that. He should have. Mark Moan. Mark Mark Moan, okay. Marty Moan, Marty Moan. That's the fella. Well, the thing about Bill Withers was he was shopping around the demo and he met a man called Clarence Avant. Clarence had Sussex records. He signed him, thought he was great, gave him to Booker T, famous Booker T of Booker T and the MGs, you know. I do know Booker T. uh, Made him produce him. uh, Did the first album. uh, 
didn't really give them enough money, ended up having to do it in three sessions, the entire album. Uh, Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills and Nash was the lead uh, guitarist on the first album. Anyway, it came out and they used a picture of Bill Withers working at the Weber aircraft plant in Burbank, holding his lunchbox as the working man. They put that on the cover of the album and the album was a massive success. And at the Grammy Awards in 1972 for Ain't No Sunshine, he got the best R&B song. So that really put him on the map. I want to hear this. Well, well, no, it's lovely yeah, days. But you're talking, exactly. I'm you bra- keep talking sure about... If you let me build up to it, the next song was Lean On Me, which was another I hit. I mean, you're building up. You want two <laughs> hours of the show to okay. build. Well, Lovely Day came out in yeah. 1977. <laughs> it was Let's a massive hit. It was a massive hit. Do any of these microphones, can you pick them up and use them to club somebody to death? Because it's about to happen. Massive hit. It was a massive hit. Well, let's anyway, hear it. <laughs> it's a lovely day by your man Bill Withers, who used to work for the Douglas Aircraft Corporation. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Thank you. 
Hit for Bill Withers' lovely day. I I loved the bass line coming in at the beginning, and of course holding that note for 42 and a half seconds <laughs> drove all the wax out of my ears much better than my GP could. However, Neil said it was my wedding song, George. Good old Bill. Ah, yeah, good old Bill. Should we love him? Uh, then, uh, I love Bill Withers' live album, Live at Carnegie Hall, says Ben, one of the greatest albums ever made. Recorded on October 6th, 1972. And uh, it was it was great because uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, when is it? Uh, I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. On October 1st, 2015, a group of musicians, including Ed Sheeran, from now, Michael MacDonald, Dr. John, Anthony Hamilton, they got together in Carnegie Hall with Bill Withers to recreate the the live in Carnegie Hall. And Bill Withers spoke at that occasion and he hadn't been seen in public in years, so much so that people thought he was dead. How old is he now? Well, he was born in 1938. So oh, he's, so now he's 80. 80 pretty But it shows that the new generation appreciate him every bit as much with Ed Sheeran taking part because Ed Sheeran is the hottest artist in the world at the minute. You know, is he? Kid, the young ginger fella. I you know, know who you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yes, the Carnegie Hall concert is very important. Um, and Bill Withers, in 1985, his first record company went bust. His second record company, Columbia, they messed him around. And he just one day, after having sold millions of records, after winning four Grammys, nominated for another four, and just decided, do you know what, lads? Shove it. He already had had a life. He said, luckily, I was 32 when I made it. And I knew what it was like to have a life before the music industry. And I knew the life I could go back to. But this time I could go back with some money. So he was on his second marriage. His first marriage only lasted a year, but he's on his second marriage. His second wife and himself are still together. She has taken over the running of his businesses. The two of them have started to invest in property. They very successfully have property all over L.A. And they have two kids. They have a wonderful life. He collects African art um, his songs still sell like the public, the publishing rights alone from his give him a fabulous annual salary so he doesn't need to work and he said I don't need to do it I don't need to tour I don't miss any of it but what I don't miss is the shitty people who work in the oh, record industry when did you say lovely was released lovely day christmas 1977 
All right, because uh, who is it? Uh, Liam Mullaney, mm-hmm. Mullary, Mullaney or Mullary, mm-hmm. in County Loud says he played it at 5.30 a.m. in the morning after his intercert in St. Declan, CBS and Cabra, and that was 76. So well, he it can't be because it was only recorded and released on December 21st, 1977. That's when it was released. December the 1st, 77. No, December 21st, 1977. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. maybe, you know, what's a few <laughs> but months. But he may have played Ain't No Sunshine because that was out oh, for night. Okay. He may have played another song or he may have, may have played Lean On Me. Like Bill Withers has written 10 multi-million selling songs. So, okay. So the guy's done right. well. I, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Because I know you want to beat me over no, the head every time <laughs> I make any reasonable comment like. Okay. What is it? Do we... Does an essential song mean that there has to be a vocal? Um, pretty much. Otherwise, I would have uh, included Glenn Miller by now. Is that what you were going to say? That had crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can, I can include instrumentals if you want, but for me, an essential song is lyrics. No, yeah. no, that's true. Yeah. No, it's just interesting, the competition today with Michael Quilligan. Um, it was Take 5, and we asked listeners who recorded it. Was it Dave Brubeck or uh, James Last? And it was, of course, Dave. Of course. And the winner, which, we, which we've just announced, was Paul Deere. So he, he gets two premium tickets for the final in uh, on Saturday in the Aviva of the Pro 12, of which the Mazda CX-5 are uh, partners. Oh, very good. I'd like to have a prize like that. You wouldn't fit into a Mazda CX-5. No, I wouldn't, but I'd fit into the Aviva. <laughs> you smart ass. <laughs> yeah. You're full of crack. Yeah, you're full of crack is right. And can I just say, Bill Withers is still turning down more offers to come back than he can count. Really? Everybody, they're offering him millions to just tour one more okay. time and he Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What? You know, then it goes, yeah. 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 Do you know what key it is, Ren? No. Okay. No, no, no. No, because do you know what prompted genuinely the question wasn't yeah. Glenn Miller about where you're going to play instrumentals. Yeah. Uh, Benny Goodman reaches high C on the clarinet in uh, Carnegie Hall yeah. in the... Did he break the chandelier or something? I can't remember what the name of the thing is. I'm raging. I'm raging. <laughs> but it was Carnegie Hall, Benny Goodman, High C. You do go off half-cocked, don't you? You're with the great drummer, uh, 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 Gene Krupa. Gene Krupa. Well, there you go. Here's uh, the man to save the day coming into the yeah, studio. Absolutely. <laughs> the Bill Withers of Afternoon Broadcast. I've never been more insulted in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Quilly says, Sean, you like Lovely Day by Bill Withers. No, I don't like Lovely Day. Oh, I like Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone. Yeah. But uh, Lovely Day is... Mm, it's okay. all just Bill Hughes. Yeah. I, I just associate it with that coffee advert. It used oh. to be in a Maxwell House advert many years ago. Tetley T, actually. Oh, was it Tetley T? Sorry. Okay. I stand What's corrected. What's on the show, Sean? There's a thing in the UK they have called the Channel Programme, which has been operating for the last two or three years, where the idea is, is that they identify people who are in danger of being radicalised and then they put them on this programme to, you know... Unradicalised. Well, and to, to prevent the, them becoming radicalised, but there's actually, sadly, no evidence that it actually works. So we're going to be talking to uh, Stephanie Petrie from the 
University of Liverpool about that. That's really interesting in the current climate. Indeed, yeah. Two o'clock? Two o'clock. That's in four minutes. Four minutes. Bill Hughes will be back next Thursday, round about 1.35, with another massive hit, which sold millions around the world. <laughs> uh, today, oh, don't forget, you can get essential songs, George's essential songs, on Spotify. You can stream them all, all the way back to 19 Not Splash, when Bill did it. Team Alex Russo, Kira Courtney, Eva Breen, Peter Steers, and Mark Simpson. 